Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast. I'm Jack Murley, and this week, myself and co-host, professional rugby player Charlie Beckett, look back at AEW Full Gear, where a new champion was crowned in Hangman Adam Page. We talk the highs and not quite so highs on a show that really didn't have any lows, and where Tony Khan goes next with his uber-talented roster. WWE is marching on towards Survivor Series. We take a look at how Roman Reigns is giving Xavier Woods a moment to shine on SmackDown. We talk the real-life heat between Becky and Charlotte, or is it? And how Charlie has been trying to get BT Sport WWE to release unseen footage of that Cesaro-Walter match. All that, plus the start of our AEW-WWE fantasy booking with suggestions from yourself, roast potatoes, language learning, and so much more. All coming up, right now, on Earning the Push. Well, it was a really, really good wrestling show. We're very quick to complain when we don't get good wrestling shows, aren't we, um, as wrestling fans? And yeah, it was very, very good. Lots of lots of great matches. It's one of those, again, AEW give this offering of, if you are a wrestling fan, I challenge you to not find something you enjoy in that card. It is a buffet of different sorts of wrestling, isn't it? Um, I enjoy the majority of it. I think we've spoken off air. My one main gripe is just the length of the show. I feel... You're just exhausted, aren't you, by the end? We've spoken about it, especially when WWE do seven-hour WrestleManias, and this isn't in that level, but I think you've seen with takeovers, they're the perfect length. Three, Just over three hours is the perfect length for a wrestling show. I think at some point you've got to make the hard decisions of some things aren't good enough to get on the main card of this pay-per-view because of the length of the show. I did have to watch it in a few sittings. I couldn't sit and do it all at once um, just because I was exhausted. And... The other thing is when you watch it in England, if you don't watch it live, you watch it in the day. So there are things to do. <laughs> I can't give four to five hours of my day straight to wrestling, unfortunately. I wish I could. I have washing up to do. There's food to make. There's, there are jobs to do. We have jobs. Um, but no, really, really good show overall, I thought. Yeah, one of my friends got engaged on Sunday and I didn't know till we record on Tuesday. I didn't know till Monday afternoon because I'd avoided social media for the spoilers because you you can't. And I, and I loved that I avoided it for the spoilers. I have to agree with you. Um, we have to be consistent. To me, it is too long. Some people will say, give me as much wrestling as you can. But to me, that show was too long. I thought you could have lost probably the Cody tag match and probably the uh, FTR Lucha Bros tag match as well and put that on a dynamite in a main event and had a better show for it. But compa- complaining about AEW shows being too long and maybe a touch overbooked to points is like complaining that the sea is wet. You know what you're going to get. You know what it's like. Let's talk about the things we loved. Coming out of that pay-per-view, what were the standout moments that you enjoyed the most? I would say... The main event moment, that moment of Hangman Adam Page getting that moment and getting that win, it just felt like one of the most organic babyface victories over the awful heel for a long, long time. I really enjoyed that moment and seeing how much it clearly meant to him. And you hear me talk about all the time, long-term story, long-term booking is, is what I'm all about. So I really enjoyed that. And then the CM Punk Eddie Kingston match was just brutal, wasn't it? It was just, and it just made sense. It made sense because Eddie Kingston said it was a fight. He didn't care if he won. So why would he wait for the belt to start? Why would he do good play by the rules, you know, in no rule match? Why would he do that? And then, you know what? He probably wouldn't want to shake hands at the end because he is the bad guy after all. So I really enjoyed that. And then the match itself. And then I'm a sucker for 
a bit of a spot fest. So the Super Clique versus uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage. That just that just did a lot for me. Of yes, it was overbooked. Yes, there was a bit much, but I enjoy that in my wrestling from time to time. And a match that, if we're being honest, had no stakes really, did it? Like Super Clique aren't hurt for losing it. There's no huge story behind it. It was just us three don't like you three, so let's have a good wrestling match. And I quite enjoy that. So it's not, not silliness, because it's a very good match, but you're not too emotionally invested in that one, are you? It's not exhausting emotionally. You can just sit back and enjoy that for what it is. See, this is interesting, because the matches I enjoyed the most were the ones with the most story. And I actually found myself turning against that super click, uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian Cage match, because for me... And again, it's a Young Bucks match. It's going to be booked the way it's booked. And I know there's an audience for it. And it got Jungle Boy over, which was, I guess, the point. I did find myself thinking, you're losing me here. Because I was ready for it to end. When when they poured the thumbtacks into Jungle Boy's mouth and gave him those three super kicks, I thought, that's your finish. It's got to be. And then when they pulled out the studded knee pads... Um, I thought that's got to be the finish and on and on we went and I even think on commentary Tony Schiavone was sort of saying well when is enough enough not yeah. not invested in it but thinking come on lads time's ticking here like you say it is what it is isn't it and the one thing it does do tensions it hurts it hurts finishes of future matches because if if A doesn't finish that match then why does B finish this match like is it because the man who didn't get finished by A is incredibly tough and a warrior or is the man who got finished by B which is Lester is he soft not particularly tough. It's a tough it, it is it is an interesting one. I think I overhyped the Miro Brown Dinosaur match in my own mind. Yeah. I think I I raised that to levels that it, in my own head and on this podcast last week that it couldn't deliver. So that was not a bad match by fairly stretch of the imagination. But I don't know what I was expecting. I think in my head I'd somehow expect to see Taker Michaels from WrestleMania 25 out of the two of them. That that was never going to be the case. So sorry, lads, I did you a disservice there. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And look, actually, I should say, I enjoyed the whole pay-per-view. I was invested. And as someone who didn't watch the spoilers, I loved watching it that way of being invested with the near falls and going with it. So these little nitpicks I have shouldn't take away from the fact that there wasn't a bad match, even if a match wasn't. AEW's like buses. If a bus goes past that isn't going where you want, don't worry, another one will come past. And yeah. that's what AEW's like. Um, can we talk more? about Punk and Kingston, 11 minutes, I think, from bell to bell. Talk about the story going into that from the moment Kingston marches down to the ring, turns around, looks up the ramp and waves, bring it on, and then Punk marches down, no clobber in time, no playing to the crowd. They're standing there and then whoosh, spinning back fist, knocks Punk out like he's been shot. What a moment that was. And it shows that one move can be enough to pop the crowd and start a story off. Yeah, it was, it was just a fight, wasn't it? It was and something different from AEW. Like we, we're used to the um, theatre of it and the overbook and that sort of stuff. And actually, it looked like two guys. It looked like two guys had a disagreement in a bar and had headed outside to sort it out. Yes. That's exactly what it looked like. And that's exactly what it should have been because these two just don't like each other. There's your story. Eddie Kingston doesn't like CM Punk. He's had issue with CM Punk in AEW. He's taken up that issue with CM Punk. And Punk hasn't liked the issue. Two blokes who don't like each other. What happens when two blokes, two match of blokes don't like each other? They go outside and they have a fight. And that's exactly what this was. No, that's exactly what, that's what, what you was. do when you meet a bloke you don't like. <laughs> Look at me. I'm not doing that. If I meet a bloke I don't like, I'm going somewhere else. I'm flight, not fight. 
but first of all, in case my mum listens, that's not the truth, obviously. <laughs> um, but no, so it, it just it just makes sense. And we've spoken a lot this podcast. I like sense booking. We like when it makes sense. And if you'd book that into a twenty, try to make a twenty-five minute classic out of that, it would it wouldn't have made sense. It had to be gritty. It had to be. It had to look like a bar fight in a wrestling ring, and that's what it did look like. Yeah, and not every match needs to be 20, 25 minutes because you lo- if you condition your audience that every match on your pay-per-view is going to be 20, 25 minutes, they're not going to buy in to the first 10, 15 minutes. Um, I loved the main event. I think my favourite thing was the build of Adam Page on the horse. That, that thing they shot before, that vignette of him on the horse walking through abandoned downtown Minnesota... AEW does that well. When they do that, they do. WWE's the king. WWE's number one. AEW is a solid one A with that type of thing. Yeah, it's a very good video package, and it's amazing, isn't it, in wrestling? What a good video package will do for excitement going into a fight. And I always think for big main events, if a good video package has done its job right, you should you could be able to watch none of the build, none of it. Watch that four minute video be excited for the match and have some sort of idea of what the story is going in. I think they do that well. That that's when that's when it's done well. You you should for a video package you should understand who the good guy is, who the bad guy is, why they're disagreeing and why this is a big deal. Um, and when you put someone on a horse and take them down through downtown Minnesota, you think oh, this is a bit of a big deal. So yeah, I liked it. And like I say, just that moment at the end and you could see the clear emotion on his face of the you deserve it chance. I, it's a big, it's a big moment for Ada because it's their first world champion who's not been a big deal elsewhere, yeah. isn't it? You look, if I forgot anyone, call me out on here. But Jericho is obviously Jericho, Moxley, huge deal in WWE. Kenny Omega has been one of the hottest things in wrestling for the last five years. This is their first before AEW. No one was talking about Hangman Adam Page. He's homegrown, come through their, come through their their system, so to speak, and they've made him a star. It's a huge moment for the company. Absolutely. It's, it's incredibly organic. We'll talk about what happens next in a moment or two. My favourite match of the night was the opener. My favourite match was Darby Allen against MJF. To me, that was wrestling perfection. Clear heel, clear baby face, stakes established ahead of time. I'm going to beat you with a headlock takeover. And they wrestle a hell of a match. The near falls are great. They're selling injury parts. MJF with the, with the knee, uh, Darby Allen trying to get victory after victory. And then of course, MJF cheats at the end, hits him with the ring and does what he says, beats him with a headlock takeover. I thought that was, I, I don't think any match on the card was better than that. Yeah, that was absolutely the surprise of the night for me. And comfortably, I, don't, I couldn't say comfortably Derby's, but comfortably MGF's best match in AEW for me. Like, no no doubt. It, it was brilliant. Like you said, clear story, incredibly invested. I, I didn't know too much about the build in the way, and I'd just seen bits. Again, clear story, clear face heel, clearly want Derby to win. Looks like he's going to. Of course, the heel cheats. And it's smug because does exactly what he said he was going to. He didn't ever put an asterisk next to it saying, I'll do it without cheating. All he said is, I will do this, and he did it. So he will be, I'm sure, when we come to Dynamite, we will have an insufferable MJF. But of course we will, because that's the best MJF. Absolute surprise of the night for me, and made, it was a tough act to follow for the rest of the card. 
Yeah, lots of people loving the pay-per-view. Sean saying, speaking of MJF, I'm looking forward to MJF berating Wardlow and that whole situation blowing up. So AW has some booking choices going forward here because we know at some point we're going to be getting Brian Danielson against Hangman Adam Page for the AEW world title. It wouldn't surprise me just speculating if that was the main event for their first show on TBS uh, as Dynamite move nets- moves networks. I think we're going to get a Kenny Omega, Adam Cole feud based on the Young Bucks at the end. And Miro's descent into darkness will surely continue. Some really interesting strands here going forward. Yeah, I was going to say, where do you think um, Kenny Omega goes next? I think it has to be the feud for the the leadership of the group. It has to be, I think, that Jimmy feud, Cole Omega, and watch the Young Bucks get caught in the middle. I think there's great story told there. You've got six months of booking there if you want it there's so much you can do with that and the matches will just be sensational they should be anyway really to what they do with Danielson versus Adam Page really interesting because you don't want to make Adam Page look weak and be the first short reign of your AEW title also it's Brian Danielson do you want to strike while the iron's hot when he's still the biggest thing in wrestling get eyes on your product and make him your champion I, I don't know what you do with that I don't know it's good not to know that. I mean, I do we get a non-finish? Do we get a punk heel turn on Danielson? Do we build towards something like that? I mean, there are options there. And what do you do with MJF? Because week in, week out, we're coming on, and when we talk AEW, we are saying consistently MJF is the most entertaining thing and most consistent thing on their card. And everyone else seems to have storylines they're booked with. You've got Paige and Danielson. Presumably, you've got part two of Punk and Kingston. You've got the elite off doing their thing. And if you're not ready for the Wardlow turn now, what, what do you do with the guy? Because he's feuded with Chris Jericho. He needs top-tier talent, and he's sort of out on an island. At some point, him and CM Punk have to cross paths. I don't know when, because, you, yeah, is, is Punk and Kingston a one-and-done? Was that just one fight and it's done? I, I could actually that being a one-and-done. I could that being, we didn't like each other, we had our scrap, and we'll move on now. Wouldn't you want um, to see more, though? Absolutely. Absolutely, I want to, but I could see them doing a one-and-done on that. Where does Derby go now? Where do Cody and Malachi Black and that like, are they done now? Where do they land? Have they got one more match? There's so much great talent that you just don't know where it lands in the next three months of storytelling in AW at the moment. MJF is my project, and I'm sure he's Tony Khan's as well. But if you're Tony Khan, you must know how special MJF is, even if he is who he is. Um, I think they they have to protect him. Uh, so look, AW full gear in the books, WWE building towards Survivor Series. We ended SmackDown with Roman Reigns wearing Xavier Woods' crown atop his head. Uh, now, I've been focused on AEW. What's your take on what's going on in the WWE world? What are you liking? What are you loving? <laughs> It's the most confusing time of the year in WWE because it's Survivor Series. You don't really know what's going on. And the best bit is, I don't think the wrestlers know what's going on either, really. Why suddenly does Roman Reigns want his crown? Tell me why Roman wants that. I don't understand. Oh, I don't know with WWE at the moment. They confuse me. Survivor Series will be a good show. On a wrestling point of view, it always is because you, you, you book your top talent to wrestle each other. You book your champions who are the top of your respective trees to wrestle each other so it'll be a good show it always is but I, we spoke last week about and the week before about the uh, storytelling issues that Survivor Series brings with we hate each other but now we must fight for team red and team blue but after it we'll hate each other again well, that's not how it works is it in life um, but no I thought I actually thought the best bit out of Smackdown was how good Xavier Wood looks mm. like they're booking him strongly 
he's booked sort of like he should have beat. He was booked to beat Roman until the Usos got involved. Yeah. And anyone who's watched the New Day properly over the last five, six, seven years knows how good a wrestler he is. But unless you are a very big fan of WWE and of the New Day and watch them closely, it would be easy for you to have not seen much of him wrestle because for whatever reason, for a long, long time, when the big title matches have come round, it's been Biggie and Kofi as the tag team, and there the two have had the singles push up until this point as WWE champion. So I think a lot of people will be seeing Woods in a new light at the moment, going, right, okay, this lad can rest, he's not just a mouthpiece. He looks brilliant out there at the moment, I think. He really does, and sometimes there's just one rivalry that switches the way you think of someone. Um, Jeff Hardy, back in the day, tag team wrestler, tag team wrestler, yeah, had that program with The Undertaker in 2002, but there was that moment in sort of 07 with Orton and Triple H where you suddenly go, oh, that's not the Jeff Hardy I thought I knew. That's this person who's got, and I think we're seeing that with Xavier Woods. I also think in seeing it, that New Day triple threat, that heel day that we were sort of fantasy booking and maybe people were thinking would be coming. I'm now not sure WWE will be pulling the trigger on that because Xavier is, is the Uber baby face, baby face in all these interactions. It's harder to turn him heel as you're elevating him this way. Yeah, very much. He's, he can't go heel at the moment. I think he very much has to stay as a baby face King that potentially descends into tyranny as his reign continues. But as of right now, push him as your top baby because there's, there's money in a Roman Woods feud. I think is yeah. what we've learned in the last, in the last few weeks that come out of Survivor Series, there's money in a genuine title feud there. Do I think Xavier Woods is the man to dethrone Roman Reigns? Absolutely not. Zero chance. But we that. don't know who is. We, we exactly. still, yeah. exactly. Do I think you can get a good two or three matches out of them? Because there's so much story with the new day and the shows as well. Take NXT out of it. WWE main roster of the last 10 years, they're the best tag team feud they've had, the New Day and the Usos. They've got all this great history. Why would you not tap into that in this, in a bloodline versus New Day? There's so much great stuff to um, tap into there. And I think WWE may have, now, I maybe don't give them enough credit, they may have had this plan all along, but I think they've stumbled into their next feud for Roman, coming out of Survivor Series, to tide him over to every face at the Rumble. And then eventually, if you think the rooms are true, to get him to the Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I still I think it's it's got to be Brock. He's got a WrestleMania, surely. I I, I don't. Would know. you not want to see the Rock? Would you not want to see that? Would I want to see? Yeah, I would. You know, I can be smart fan. Oh, I'm not sure it's the right time. Elevate younger talent. I still pop big when the Rock comes back because he's 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 Mister Charisma. He's got it. Oh, are we going to see him at Survivor Series? It's 25 years of the Rock. I'm not sure because he's been telling everyone in the interviews he's doing, it's not the right time, I'm done, I'm not. But you know what? That could just be working everyone, so I don't know. And because BT Sport on um, socials are doing a lot of clips, aren't they, for hashtag Rock25. Mm. So they are building, they are building. Oh, did you see me chat to BT Sport on Twitter this week? Now, I saw you say, do you have it? I didn't see anything else. Have mm. you got some news? Have you, have you swung so the I, deal? Hang on, hang on. Let me try and, where's my phone? Found it. So I, it was literally sorry. right in front of you. <laughs> Shush. So I got quite, not abusive, but I got quite forceful with them. Well, bear in mind last week you did threaten to come at them with a big stick. So, you know, you were you were pretty forceful about it anyway. Yeah, so I, I tweeted them being like, guys, can we have this, please? And they replied quite sassily. So we went, we went full sass on them. And they ended up sliding in my DMs, actually. Oh. Oh. Yes. So I put, hi, at BT Sport WWE. 
I would like to believe you have footage of the recent Cesaro versus Walter match from the WWE UK live top. I was wondering what you plan to do with that footage. Don't make me get radical to get it from you. Kind regards, Charlie. Kind regards? <laughs> you like an email. They replied, Hi, Charlie. Do you want us to drop a little teaser? No need to do anything silly. You're bigger than us. Best PT sport. So I put, Hi, guys. Thanks for your speedy response. A little teaser would be lovely, but don't go teasing me, brackets, and everyone else if you then have no intention of backing it up in the future. No one wants something silly here, I promise. Yours, Charlie. They then DM me, being like, calm down, big man, and don't worry, we're going to, we, we're, um, and I was like, lads, I'm just joking, don't worry. And they put a teaser out, and I haven't checked, they put more out, but they said they can't, they can't put the whole match out because of copyright issues and stuff. They can only show bits of it. So when they yeah. do release it, they can't put the whole thing. But they were telling me, because they were there, they were like, this, this is almost like a scoop. This is like my first scoop. Yeah. Um, BT Sport lads, they were saying it was everything you'd expect it to be. Was incredible, and Walter looks unbelievable. And I saw a picture of him, yeah. and he has lost some serious weight. Like he's not. How do you say this? Because he was never. He looks aesthetically a lot better than he has in the past. Put it he that had way. a Samoa Joe sort of body, didn't he? Where you could yeah. tell he was incredibly athletic, but he was also carrying a lot of weight with it. Yes. And now he seems to have lost some of that weight, and there's ab definition, and mm. he does, yeah. But so, uh, while I've been doing other stuff, have you been working an invasion angle with BT Sport? Is that what's been going on here? They don't know that yet, but long term, the plan is for us to invade and take over and be be the main men of BT Sport. That is the long term plan. I haven't run it by you yet, but that is the long term plan. Fine with it. Just just yeah. do do what you need to do, big man. Now, actually, speaking of social media and working angles, how are you feeling about the Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair? work shoot promo we don't Ooh. like each other but i mean Ooh, this is I feel, going somewhere i feel very awkward i don't mm. like it it's like mm. i think they just really don't like each other i genuinely don't think they are like each other at the moment i don't think it's i think it's a work i think these two women genuinely don't see eye to eye and neither of them have a problem telling people neither have an issue and when becky describes herself as being the hero the locker room needs to deal with charlotte flair you're getting serious Batman and the Joker vibes. And you're like, oh, is Charlotte that bad? And do you, does everyone dislike her that much? And did everyone want Becky back to deal with her? And then you see um, Charlotte do her interview in the last few days saying, people just hate what they can't be. Oh, it's very awkward. But I am sat here like that biggie gif with popcorn. Just like, show <laughs> me what, like, give me what I need. So uh, we, it's, we... it's not fun. It, it, in all seriousness, that can't be good for the for the business. Two of your top stars quite clearly disliking each other so much at the moment. But this is the thing. I mean, yes, it might be legit, or Becky and Charlotte might be sitting backstage going, "This is adding a bit of fuel to the fire of what could otherwise have been a pretty um a pretty dead feud. A pretty you know they've had to heat it up from sort of nowhere after the draft. I'm wondering if they're all smart. I mean, I'm sure." from what you hear about that incident on SmackDown with the belts, that didn't go as was planned. Just watching it, it was awkward. Mm. But I wonder if they've put that behind them and now they're just working it a little bit more. I'm not sure. Well, whatever whatever you say, whatever you think, I think we're all going to be interested to watch how that Survivor Series match plays out. Yeah. Because if it is a work, I'm sure they will play into them looking like they're not on the same page at parts in the match. And looking like a mistake has happened, they're getting angry with each other. But then if it isn't a work and they actually dislike each other and someone does make a mistake or does something the other one doesn't like, 
that could descend into chaos. That could become a very stiff match very quickly. Let me just jump in here to tell you that word of mouth is the best way to keep this podcast growing. So if you're one of the many, many people who enjoys professional wrestling, don't be shy about it. Subscribe, rate and review this podcast and talk about us on social media. A post on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It helps grow the show. And with all of that said, let's get back to the show. I want to talk a little bit about second chances in life because I was watching full gear and i was thinking there's christian cage diving off the top of a stanchion and he was told his career was over and there's mm. daniel uh, brian danielson battering miro danielson was told your career's over and jim ross was told we got nothing for you in wwe go somewhere else and there he is calling arguably the most popular with fans wrestling there is today tony shivani was done with the business and he is back and i was thinking isn't that a good metaphor for life that actually if you have the passion and some fortune and a bit of luck you can find yourself back again doing what you love christian and danielson are a little bit different because they were medical ones that then they had to work hard to get back medically and get cleared etc but you look at jim ross and terry shivani especially it's just because one man's or one person's opinion is that you are not good enough to do this or you're not not this anymore it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean you are it doesn't mean you, are. you get it in a lot of sports any sport that is subjective, so rugby's included that in that. Any sport that isn't swimming or running or something like that, where you run or you get from this one to this one, this point to this point, in the quickest time you win, there is no opinion about it. Any sport, any walk of life is opinion-based, not just facts-based. Some people aren't going to fancy you and some people are. And just because one person doesn't, you can't think that you're rubbish at that thing and you shouldn't do that thing or shouldn't pursue that thing. So, yeah, it's a great metaphor. And if, if all of us stopped doing things we love and enjoy doing because one person told us we shouldn't or one person told us we weren't good enough, no one would do anything in this world. I just thought it was great. I just thought, what a moment. You've got this pay-per-view, a new company, people who have been told in various walks of life, no, you, no you're dumb, you're not quite what we need, you, whatever it may be, and there they are having the time of their life. And I thought that was excellent. Now, fancy booking, five on five. AW against WWE, any five matches you want. We got some listener ones, we got our ones. Do you want to do ours next week and listener ones this week? What do you fancy? Yeah, I like either either spread ours with yours this week. You're Mr. AW, so you can lead us off or we can go next week and listeners this week. We'll go next week because okay. I'm still I'm still honing my one. And I'm, I'm okay. we're gonna give this segment over entirely to Ryan, who is one of our listeners, because Ryan has been ag- like agonizing yes. agonizing over this so we need to give it the full the full welly just to analyze it so uh you can get in touch charlie underscore beckett jack underscore merley the, the the topic is five matches that you would like any match you want aw against wwe uh, so here's what ryan is going to go with uh he's going to start with a 10 on 10 tag team elimination match if one member of the tag team is eliminated the whole team goes the Young Bucks as team captains, the Lucha Bros, FTR, Jurassic Express, and Santana and Ortiz team AW against the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods as captains, the Usos, the Mysterios, the Street Profits, and AJ Styles and Omos team WWE. That's what's kicking us off, that 10-man tag. I see how this is going already. There's, the, there's going to be a lot of good stuff going on in this show. That's going to be just bananas. We then go to an I quit match. John Cena against mjf i okay. quit yeah That's i see good. it i see right. it I then see that. last man standing match cody rhodes against triple h yes 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 
We're then going to a five-on-five traditional tag team elimination match. Britt Baker captaining Team AEW, Nyla Rose, Serena Deeb, Ruby Soho, and Thunder Rosa against Sasha Banks and Bailey, the Golden Role Models as co-captains, Becky Lynch, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss for Team WWE. And then we're main eventing with Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page, CM Punk, John Moxley, and Darby Allen against Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Edge. But wait, it gets better. Brian Danielson slash Daniel Bryan, or as Ryan calls him, the planet's favorite dragon, Daniel Bryan Danielson, because he's got nice. them both. Yep. Good, yeah. Uh, we'll be refereeing. And we're going to get some people accompanying both teams to the ring. Sting is going to lead AEW to the ring. The lights will go off. The gong will play. And then The Undertaker will appear in the ring, facing down Sting. They'll have a nod of respect. The lights will go off. And when the lights come back on, they've both disappeared. Incredible. Incredible. I let Ryan has gone, right, I've got five matches. How can I get everyone on the card? Let me get everyone on. I think that is absolutely fantastic because there's a story to each of them. Cody, Triple H. Mm. No, no, no I, I love it. I love match. it. I think yeah. there was so much good story there. And we get the, we get the take a sting moment we've always, always wanted. Um, can I, I'll give you just a little bit more on this as well as to how it ends. Because we, okay. we, I told you, this is the whole hog. Uh, yes. Mox eliminate uh, the main event comes down to John Moxley versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. So we get in the does. shield. Of course it does. Why wouldn't it? it? Uh, John Moxley eliminates Seth. Seth goes nuts and attacks Roman, a la Jericho and the Rock at the 2001 Survivor Series. And John Moxley takes advantage for the overall win for Team AEW. Now tell me you don't want to see that. Oh, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. That That is a show I would like to watch. Please, could I have that, please, Ryan? If you could speak to Tony and Vincent, may that happen, I'd be appreciative. You should see all the working, Ryan, who is a new listener to this podcast, and we thank all the new listeners. You should see all the working that has gone into making this match happen. We almost got, but didn't get, a 10 on 10 tag team elimination stadium stampede match, which would incredible. Been... That would have been something else. That, that would have been absolutely been something do. else. Yes. Yeah. That um oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Ryan. I'm and I'm not, yeah. I said to you, why don't you go first? Because I'm not quite done yet either, to be honest. I would have had to, if I'd I've got my partner over on there, if I'd had to go today, I would have had to make a snap decision between two matches. And I'm not ready to do that yet. I've got some more moving around to do because it's it's such a brilliant but such a hard one because you genuinely feel responsibility to get it right. Yes. And also it's where what you go with because there are so much you could you could do five brilliant one-on-one matches with so much story to fall back on in WWE and, and animosity between the companies and wrestlers and people. There's so much you could do. But then if you do five one-on-one story-based matches, you leave so much on the table wrestling-wise. So it's such a hard one to do like that. that. That's the beauty of this challenge. Well, think of all the things you could get just from that match alone, that main event match. You could get CM Punk facing off with John Cena for the first time in however mm. many. And actually, speaking of Punk and Cena, did you what did you make of the moment in the Kingston match? Where John C- where, where CM Punk starts channeling John Cena. It's just a little tease, isn't he? He's just he's just having the time of his life out there. He's just having fun. He's just having fun. He's um he's just teased us all. And something I thought about then as well is have you seen I haven't got it yet, I need to. Have you seen some of the extracts of John Moxley's book going about at the moment? 
I, I've seen some of the extra. I haven't got it yet. I need to get it. It's written in his voice. You can it tell. It sounds like it's a hell of a read, and you don't worry about it being authentic. It's quite clearly John Moxley who's written it. It's not one that you'd sit down with the kids and go, kids, let's tuck you into bed. No, okay, no. Read just a chapter of Mox, the autobiography. Um, so, look, Ryan, thank you for that. we got some others to do, which we'll um, crack on with next week. Uh, it just shows how stacked the two rosters are. Yeah, there's so, so many great wrestlers out there at the moment. And we spoke about it last week with the cuts. It's just good for wrestling. It's tough for a lot of them, people who won't have jobs at WWE and AEW potentially. But the indies obviously licking their lips. New Japan will get some great talent. It is good for wrestling. It can only be good for wrestling at the moment. And we are good there. there's going to be a lot of great wrestling out there. If you're a wrestling fans, sit down because we are eating at the moment. We are, we are being fed. We are very lucky. Right now, we, we've bemoaned the times when there wasn't good wrestling to watch. And now the issue is there's too much. So yeah. let's just enjoy it while we can. Now, speaking of being fed, last week, one of the reasons you were sending a particular hotel back to developmental was the fact you weren't fed. You didn't get your beans. You didn't get what you needed. So let's move on to the part in the show where we send something from everyday life back to developmental because of how rubbish it is. And we give something in everyday life the push. First or second for you this week? I'll go first this week. Okay, go for it. Uh, earning push for me this week is a television show. It is on Disney Plus and it is called Only Murders in the Building. And it is a delight. Have you seen it? I've seen adverts. Is this Steve Martin and Martin? Yes. Steve Martin, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Mm. And they are, it's their half hour episodes, which I love. You can watch them quite easily as half hour episodes. It's only 10 episodes. Um, myself and better half watched it in two binge sessions. We watched two, we did it in two sittings. It's a delight. It's so much fun. It is the synopsis is they are true true crime podcast fans, and then a murder happens in their building, and they decide to try and solve themselves while recording a true crime podcast about it. But obviously, shenanigans and shit. There are <laughs> twists and turns, and it's brilliant. It's not laugh out loud, hurting your ribs, funny, but there's lots of smiles and giggles. And it's a properly good whodunit. Properly, like you don't you don't care what happens. Um, so I really enjoyed that, and I would push anyone who has Disney Plus to go and watch it. It's definitely worth your time. I need that because I'm I'm lacking a good comedy in my life because I uh, since the Good Place ended and then I binged Superstore and did all of Superstore, which I think we sent uh, gave a push to a little while ages back. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ages ago. I need something in my life to fill that gap. So that's going to be. Well, just tell people what it is again. Only murders in the building. Very good. Very good. And what Um, are you not liking? I'm not not liking this, but it does need to go back to developmental. I've thought long and hard about this, and I'll explain why after. But going back to developmental this week is Charlie Beckett. Because I I, no, I did something this week that I thought I would never do. I became the person that I did not think I would be. And it was off the back of last week's back to developmental. I sent a complaint email. Oh, for God's sake, this is back again. <laughs> I, I did the least British thing in the world and I sent a complaint email and then I felt about this big when the manager replied extremely apologetically saying that isn't good enough, she'll speak to her staff and here's 50% off the next time I want to stay. And I just felt like an awful human being straight away because that's not what the British do, do we? We don't complain, we don't do that. So I need to have a long, hard look at myself in the mirror and decide the sort of person I want to be. Was this while you were messaging BT Sport about Cesaro Walter? Were you so I can yeah. see you at a computer just pinging them off and off. Yeah, what what am I becoming? I just 
Yeah, I don't know. I need to have a real hard look at the sort of human being I want to be now that I'm entering my 26th year on this planet. What 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 do I want to be? What who do I want to be? I love that you've inadvertently quoted Chris Jericho's entrance song there. What have I become? Do you think? Yes, you yeah. Wrote that about complaining to. to I'll probably I'll probably I'll probably get sent a copyright issue now, and I'll have to pay for using that on the podcast. I just I just picture the manager of this hotel sitting down his poor staff and doing a proper Vince McMahon. You're fired because of. Imagine, imagine. Oh, okay. God. I am sending back to development mental, sort of, kind of, not really, but a little bit, the language learning app Duolingo. Oh, I've seen you tweeting about this this week. I love this app. It is great. It has been teaching me Spanish from scratch, and I now know I I could call a match in the ring, I think, with Rey Mysterio or AAA. I could do that. Um, However, it's bloody persistent. You just... Because I work odd hours, so I get up at... On Saturday, 3.30 in the morning, I'm having my breakfast. I think I'll just do a little bit of Duolingo now, get it done for the day. So I'm doing that with my cereal. And then the app goes, oh, he must want to do Spanish every day at 3.30. <laughs> so we'll just ping him. At, and you get these passive aggressive messages from little cartoon characters going like, hola, time to learn Spanish now. And I'm going, no, it's 3.30. Stop it. Stop it now. So... It's sort of like, can we put it halfway back to developmental? Like it may be aspects re-branded. of it. I won't lie, Jack. I've struggled to listen to most of that because as soon as you mentioned you having a match with Rey Mysterio, that's all that's been in my mind is imagine <laughs> how that match would play out. I won't lie. I've, I've heard a bit about 3.30. I heard you do a bit of a Spanish accent. I'm not really sure what's going on because now I'm just picturing who, the fact that first of all, you think you'd be calling that match, that you'd, you'd be the superior man to go, hang on, Ray, I'll call what we do here. And secondly, <laughs> The fact that you both speak English, but you've gone, no, no, no. I know a little bit of Spanish. We'll do it in Spanish for you, Ray. And thirdly, what are you doing? I, I, why are you wrestling Ray Mysterio? I just, I, yeah, that's that's kind of taking over my brain right now. Do you think it's a bad idea for a man who speaks only conversational Spanish and can ask where the supermarket is to call a wrestling match in the native tongue of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time? Are you telling me my plan has a flaw? I, I, I do a real good think about it is what I'm saying. I'm going to do it. Okay. And we're going to do it. And it'll just be us standing in the ring about to lock up and then the realisation that neither of us have a clue. So um, Duolingo is going back to, to uh, developmental, but can be repackaged and come out if it just stops being a little bit so the way it is. Uh, earning the push. I don't know if I've done this before. I'm doing it again. Sunday roasts and roast potatoes. Specific- you might have, but I don't mind. Get them in there. I have, I've developed, I don't eat them in the summer. I think anyone who eats roast meals in the summer is frankly clinically insane. You can't do it. It's the summer. You should be on salads and barbecue food. The moment the clocks are back, I'm all about roast meals. Small, crispy roast potatoes, bit of garlic, bit of rosemary, nothing better. Now, it's very interesting because you are a vegetarian. Yes. So will you, if you cook a roast, are you okay cooking meat or do you have, do you have a nut roast or do you, Completely do just the veg- the vegetable sides of a roast dinner. Uh, I do vegetarian sausages, um, so right. I do that. Yeah, okay. I do that. And also, my boyfriend doesn't want roasts, so what I do is I cook two roasts. So I have one for me one day and one for me the next day. So I got one in the Happy fridge. Days. Yeah. Happy days. Like a my... pensioner who lives alone. That's yes. because <laughs> my sister's vegetarian, and she at Christmas had a nut roast, oh. and she she thought it was okay, but she's like, and that's the thing. Meat is nice. I eat a lot of meat. It's nice. But the meat is not the best bit of a roast dinner. Let's be honest here. It's lovely, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to it. If you gave me a plate of all the things that are roasted that aren't meat, I wouldn't be upset. Oh, I, I wouldn't be like 
The best bits are the roast potatoes, the mashed potato. I love, oh my God, parsnips. Parsnips and carrots, a bit of a honey glaze. Oh, give me those roast vegetables. No, don't put honey with it. That's a, that's a step too far for me. Step honey and mustard. Far. Honey and mustard on your parsnips. Not for oh. me, thank you. But I will have Yorkshire pudding every time and stuffing. I think I've got a stuffing addiction. Onion and sage stuffing. Yeah. How good. Have you ever had your roast in a giant Yorkshire? Those giant ones that if you get a giant one that fills your plate and you put your roast in it, that's special. There's, I was doing a show on my day job and we got talking and people were saying we have um, Yorkshire puddings, but when we were growing up, we put them uh, out for pudding and we put honey and ice cream in them and we call them uh, rusty puddings. And no, now am I thinking rusty puddings or something else? No, that's what they call them. That's what they right, call okay. them. And they're interesting. Um, yeah. So tell you who I've got no time for. People who go, mm, you should only have Yorkshire puddings when you're having roast beef. No, do, no, no, do me a favour. Life's no. too short for that. They're only meant to be with roast beef. Well, you're meant to live alone and die unhappy if you've got that opinion. So get away from me. I'll have Yorkshire puddings with whatever I want. Thank you very much. I'll have four of them. Give me more. <laughs> All right, Ryback. Feed, feed. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> That's the worst insult ever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you a little T-shirt that says Charlie Beckett, the Ryback of roasties. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's there's what we... a man of all wrestlers you want to be. There's a man probably bottom of the list, if we're honest. Feed me more, feed me more. Right, look, um, on that uh, note, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, heading towards Survivor Series, what does WWE need to do to make you more excited about it, Charlie? Or are you getting there? Uh, you can't get me excited in the story of Survivor Series at the moment because it makes no sense. So just give me good builds to what are going to be good matches. Just, just, just deliver on the night of the matches, really. You can't get me excited in the SmackDown versus Raw stuff because it just is so fake. So just give me, just deliver good matches on the night, please. That's all we need to do. Uh, what we need from you is we'll do one more week of AEW against WWE Fantasy Booking. Five matches, any type, any people. The choice is yours. You can get in touch however you'd like. Charlie underscore Beckett, Jack underscore Murley on Twitter. Do what BT Sport WWE did. Slide into Charlie's DMs uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your pods from. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next week on Earning the Push when we'll do it all again. <laughs> <laughs>